Hi, I'm Ethan Gibney. Who I'm the Jeff- hell are you? <laughs> I'm Jeffrey Davis. How are you, Jeffrey? Um, I'm I'm okay. I'm okay. How are you? I'm all right. We're a month and a half behind. Yeah, it's that's fine. True. That's fine. Don't worry. We about figured it. it out, though. We figured it out. So here's the thing, friends, guys. Yep, friends, guys. One of us is in the middle of grad school. That's true. Uh, it's not the cat. It's me. Uh, I am in. Who? The- well, I'm. I think I'm Jeffrey Davis. I I hope. Jeffrey, middle name Davis. Jeffrey is in mi- the middle of grad school. That's true. For a philosophy. Now I don't know how much you know about this kind of thing, but it's kind of destroyed him. <laughs> it's it's a lot of work. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I'm writing a pretty nifty thesis uh, about listening, but that requires me to do a lot of listening, uh, as one might expect, and read more things than you thought were possible. We've come up with a solution. <laughs> yeah. Because the thing is. We, you, you know, sometimes you just don't have the time to watch a two to six hour episode of Doctor Who That's true. and then talk about it for an hour and a half and then cut that down to a minute. Yep. <laughs> so what we're going to do yeah. is that last one you heard, mm. that uh, that fourth Doctor story. Yeah. That was our, that was the end of our season. Yeah. So what we're going to do is we're going to break the world up like that. You know the world, the, the whole world, thing. the whole thing, the whole thing. I didn't know we were playing for that big of a stake. <laughs> Podcasts are sir's business, Jeffrey. I hear. I mean, I wanted my steak medium well, and they brought it medium rare, and now I know I'm in the big town. <laughs> Ponderosa Steakhouse. Oh, cool. So what we're gonna do? Yes, is during the off time, which is our on time. We'll do some Doctor Who stuff. Yeah, that sounds good. But in the other time, yeah. like literally right now as we're recording this, yes, we're going to do some other stuff. It's going to be like a different podcast where we're just going to kind of talk at each other for half an hour. Talk to talk, Doctor. That way we keep producing content <laughs> and, uh, right. and you keep having just us in your ear holes. Just <laughs> right, right. And, uh, and this will can... be a little bit more unadulterated, too, because we won't be sitting here going, wait, where's the summary? Or did I take notes on this? Yeah. Um, <laughs> hang on. I'm burning the roof of my mouth with another drink of tea. Hang oh, on. Oh, yeah. Burning the roof of your mouth <sighs> is a good, good idea when you're doing voice work. Right? <laughs> I've made that mistake every day. <laughs> Literally every day. The thing about tea. Uh-huh. I got nothing. Well, no, I mean, but it's, it's good tea. It's, it's good. Uh, it's, what, what kind of tea are you drinking? I am drinking Kroger's Private Selection <laughs> Lavender Earl Grey. You're really breaking the bank, really breaking <laughs> the whole mold of tea. I, <laughs> listeners across the world will be impressed because you got the private selection, not the public selection. Right. No, you got the private one. That's true. It's, it's Founders Reserve <laughs> Founders. Kroger Tea. <laughs> Thank you, Kroger, for putting us on your short list. Now, here's the thing. Yes. You, you know what? I'm not going to be ashamed. Yeah, don't be you ashamed. You know why? Yeah, don't be Because I got this in the same trip as the rest of my grocery shopping. Yeah. I didn't have to go to a tea place. Yeah. that's I, that. You know what? That's actually legit. Because, I mean, so the, the place where we live has a whole bunch of boutique uh, and artisanal. Boutique. Yeah, boutique. <laughs> ah. uh, someone should open that shop. In fact, I think it's already open. Um, <laughs> Baston, probably. Yeah, probably. But uh, there's a lot of artisanal tea shops, and uh, it's artisanal tea 
boutique. <laughs> There's just so much tea. Uh, acres of it. Just acres where you swim like Scrooge McDuck in the tea leaves. Uh, just dive right in. Yep. What are you saying? <laughs> um, I was trying to defend your choice. <laughs> and then I got lost. <laughs> That's fine. Okay. There's no defense for me. <laughs> I, I'm really not that judgy about tea, though, because here, spoiler, I there are very few kinds of tea that I enjoy. I know, right? I'm I'm much more of a coffee person. I'm very persnickety about my coffee. Gasp! I know, like tea. Tea is great for like if I if I want to mellow out, like if I'm having a I had a bad day, uh, <laughs> and then I drink the tea, and then I I feel a little better. Tea is a cool weather drink. Oh, okay. I say that as someone who likes iced tea. Yeah. None mm. of this sweet tea nonsense. <laughs> Don't go to the South. Don't do it. <sighs> I mean, <laughs> well. Well. No, I I'm I like an iced tea, but mm. in summer I'm drinking coffee. Yeah. Tea yeah. tea is an afternoon drink. That's also. A, yeah, that's a good afternoon drink. My my sister, uh, Aaron, once told me that she was introducing introducing me to chai at the time. I think I was maybe 15, 16, and she came up to me and she's like, have you had chai before, Jeff? And I went, no, because I sounded like that when I was 15. And she went, it's a very writerly drink. This is what writers drink. You is should drink it? it. And I went, and it stuck with me. Like, I, I told, I, I didn't even doubt her. Like, I believed her 100%. And how old were you at the time? 15. 15. And how old was she at the time? Uh... Uh, math. Uh, she was born in 1978. What's the difference now? So I'm trying to figure it out. <laughs> You're trying to figure out how old she is now, so you can right. figure it. Okay. Uh, so that means in two Fuck. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> I can't do math on the fly while being recorded. Uh, all right. Let's let's. How, let's when was, what year was she born? She was born in 1978, and I was born in 1984. This is a lot of personal okay, so information. Okay, so she's 38 now. Okay, yes, that and, was it. And you're what now? I'm 32, so she's six years older, so that means she should have been 21. One. <laughs> we did it, guys. We did it. I it was made a it. podcast last. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, but, but so the point is that she was older enough than you yes. that it was a legitimate thing. Like, it was yeah. like, okay, you have this world knowledge that I lack. Right. Exactly. So I'm going to trust you because I am an innocent child. Yeah. I don't realize that you're corrupting me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that that's, that that's was... how I talked as a 15 year old. <laughs> real, real Jack movie Palance. of the week announcer. Yeah. You know, and now on ABC. Chai, the Reckoning. <laughs> Columbo in the Chai Reckoning. Yeah, you know, I just, I don't know what, what was that. that? <laughs> I, don't, I, I, I don't know what that was supposed to be. I think it was like, what if Andrew Dice Clay decided to possess my mouth while trying to do a Columbo impression? <laughs> <laughs> you know... I can't even comment. <laughs> but you know what I will say? What will you I've say? I've completely lost the thread of the conversation. <laughs> That's good. Oh, chai. chai. You were told that chai was a writer's drink. Yeah, I was, I was told that chai was a writer's drink. And uh, so I was going to defend your choice of tea in the colder months because you are a writer. And tea and chai. Actually, chai means tea. 
that's actually what the word means. We because we we do that in English because we if we have chai we just tea. call things their name in another language. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's what we do. That's what we do. Cass, so, I'm going to rend you if you ruin that laptop. Oh, uh, now yes, yes, yes. That was good, the good life choices. That was Come the good here life. and I will pet you. Yes, please. Come, go. Okay. All right. All right. You go do you. Uh, so this is a very long way to go around saying that. Um, it's October. It is October. It's spooky. It is. It is too spooky. It is actually Halloween the sixteenth yep. as we are recording this. Yeah. It, um, it is. In the spirit of Doctor Who, we are recording a day after an important Doctor Who day. <laughs> what was the important Doctor Who day? Yesterday, mm-hmm. uh, Halloween the fifteenth. Yes. Was the anniversary of the first appearance of the Cybermen. Ah yes. Which have we talked? Have we covered the Cybermen yet? Like as a as a theme. Like have we had them at all? In the uh, ones that we've watched? Uh, we had the one with the second Doctor. That's right. Yes. Tomb, of the, Tomb of the Cybermen? Tomb of, Tomb of the Cybermen. Yeah. T-O-M-B Tomb. Yeah. We still haven't done an actual Dalek story. I... Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's interesting because we claim to be a Doctor Who podcast. Yeah. Um, and we actually haven't covered Don't... his most frequently occurring villain. Yeah, that's true. Which is fine. That's fine. I mean, I'm okay with it. <laughs> but I, I've already gone on record as far as my feelings about the pepper pots with the plungers. Yeah. We'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, anyway, but yes, it is too spoopy out, um, which spoopy. I have not seen come up this year, actually. Too what? spoopy. Too spoopy? Yeah. That Maybe that meme has, has ridden it's off into time. the tide. But if but if there were any time of year for a meme to rise, <laughs> the would, necromancy. It not be, would it not be the month of Halloween? That's true. The month of Halloween would have that. Uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe some listeners or uh, some some benevolent commenters can tell us if there's a new meme trend. I haven't seen much. Mostly, I've been seeing. We're. Bu- I think we're too busy being horrified at reality. That's the thing. <laughs> so last year, the whole year, yeah, the entire consuming thought was, and I'm stealing this from a tweet that I don't remember who said it, but you know what? You can find him because it was great. Yeah. But the whole consuming thought of last year was. I hope the new Star Wars movie is good. Right. That was it. Right. That was our greatest concern of 2015. <laughs> I mean, know? there were some other concerns too, but that one was pretty but much. That was, that was the one that persisted, <laughs> you know, like things flared up. Sure. And then we moved on. Sure. But the whole year was like, I hope, I hope that new Star Wars movie is good. Right. This year. I hope that the Earth, and specifically this country, are not hurtling themselves into an ineffable void of chaos and destruction. I mean, that's that's legit. That is absolutely legit, because it's... Uh, I believe there's a 60s song called The Eve of Destruction, which... Uh, <laughs> it's not a great song, but... Uh, I genuinely wonder if a certain person is elected to the presidency, what yes. the nuclear clock will do. Yeah, I, I'm interested in that, too uh the, the little doomsday clock to doomsday thing yeah yeah i mean are, aren't we like sitting at five minutes to midnight or something like that's that? that's a good question i'm gonna look it up yeah like although speaking of uh five minutes to midnight i feel it necessary since we are on a dark ostensibly a doctor who podcast uh and it's spoopy tober halloween month outside <laughs> yes uh, uh that we should talk about uh an episode that I think we both agree is one of the finer moments of uh, spoopy Doctor Who, like actually scary uh, Doctor Who episodes, which uh, would be the horror of Fang Rock. 
<laughs> no. <laughs> uh, midnight, uh, as in the David Tennant episode. Yeah. We were at three minutes from midnight. Oh, that's even worse. <laughs> the last change was last year. Concerns amid continued lack of global political action to address global climate change, the modernization of nuclear weapons in the United States and Russia, and the problem of nuclear waste caused a two-minute change. Uh, in 2012, we were at five minutes. Last year, they changed it to three. That's great. great. Oh. For those that don't know, <laughs> yeah, the Doomsday Clock is a thing. Yeah. I'm a, uh, before I talk about it, I'm going to go check who it is. Yeah, maybe get the official explanation thing or something like that. Uh, it, is a, it is a symbolic clock face that represents a countdown to possible global catastrophe. Right. It has been maintained since 1947 by the members of the Bulletin of Atomics of the Atomic Scientists Science and Security Board. There's so many S's. Short version, it's a bunch of scientists deciding, hey, the world's in a bad way right now. Yeah, guys. It's super bad. So it's an abstractive way of saying, here's how bad the world is. Right. Yep. And so we're three minutes to midnight, midnight being cataclysm. Yes. So, yeah. So speaking of midnight, <laughs> uh, that sure was a good episode. So, midnight is one of those ones that Jeff and I will always talk about forever. Yep, it's true. Because it's a brilliantly written episode. It's uh, got just absolutely great acting, absolutely great uh, pacing. And, and it, the monster is just, yes, yes. Absolutely, yes. Um, it, it's great because it is the closest Doctor Who gets to being the Twilight Zone. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a good... Hey. Psst, hey. Yep. There was a cat about to jump on my laptop. Yay. The laptop is sitting across the room from us with a timer on it so that we can both see the timer. The right. problem is that it is also not manned, which means that the cats... <laughs> If you get in the box, Finn, I don't care. Holy God, Finn. <laughs> He's like, but if I just back up enough. <laughs> here. Say something on mic, Finn. Do you want to say something? Do you want to do it? No. You're, you're mic shy. Here, I got him. Okay. okay. He's just real. A real dude. Now he's just sitting in my arms like, yep, this is what I wanted. He's even purring. Oh, really? Is Oh, so that actually is what he wanted. <laughs> oh. Well, that was not a purr, but he was. A rare on mic uh, disclosure. What did you think of Midnight, Ben? <laughs> and it immediately <laughs> goes back to the laptop. Ah, <sighs> yeah. Hi. Do you need us to make elephant noises at you? Because it will. It's going to sound distressing. I'm going to let you know in advance before Jeff does this that <laughs> Jeff's cats are terrified of elephant noises. Yeah, I am. Ap they, they, I don't know how I conditioned them to be afraid of elephant noises. They just well, are. Well, they're barely cats. They are barely cats. They have a lot of neuroses. <laughs> I know. It's like, what happened? <laughs> I don't know. But, for, well, I was going to say that he left it alone. <laughs> well. <laughs> no. Yeah, that's what you get. <laughs> Anyway, so Midnight's a good creepy episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, it is the Twilight Zone of Doctor Who. The Doctor is stuck in a bus on an isolated planet. Called Midnight. Called Midnight. Mm -hmm. There's some radiation, so they can't open the windows. 
but also there can be nothing living out there. Right. But something keeps knocking on the doors. Yeah. You know, the doors. Doors. The walls (laughs) and doors are the two words that I tried to say at the same (laughs) time. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Uh, Yeah. So there's like diamond mountains and that kind of thing and, and very dangerous radiation. We must not look at goblin men. Yeah, exactly. Um, and the it's a very creepy subversion of a childhood game where people start becoming possessed uh, through this thing, and they don't render it through any kind of smoke monster or change in makeup. How they render it is that they suddenly grow silent, and then they can only say the last word that uh or at least they can start out only saying the last word that was uttered to them they say the last word and then they say the last phrase and then they say the same phrase and it continues growing more and more deeply upsetting the whole time right and what i i find lovely about the episode is that it's very clear that there's a progression you know there's some kind of process happening but we never see the end of the process Yes. And I think that's such a strong choice of the transformation. It, it's such an, a simple acting exercise, but it, it is gr- to great effect in the episode. I'm looking up the episode to see if there are any quick things that I can tell you about it. One of the most um, distressing things about the episode I remember is that it, it first it targets NPCs, basically. You know, it t- targets the other uh, people in the, in the bus. But then the doctor actually ends up infected with whatever it is. Spoiler it, alert. Um <laughs> <laughs> what it what impresses me about the episode is that while it's a creepy fun episode yeah. at the end of it the doctor is actually affected by it yeah not just that he gets infected but at the end of it he's he's in a dark place because of what he's just seen and like with all good twilight zone episodes it's as much about humanity as it is about the monster right exactly no that's right because that has that ending scene with donna playfully saying the same thing that he does and he's like don't don't the Times had a stupid response. Okay. Felt too much of a writing exercise to be really scary. <sighs> yeah, that's, that's... I disagree with that. I disagree with that, too. Radio Times had a more reasonable response. Okay. William Gallagher said what he would have liked, quote, liked just a beat more, just a tiny further step before the resolution. Can't tell you what I was missing, but I needed one more stage in the journey. Okay. Yeah. That seems a more level response to me. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I certainly wouldn't turn it down. The Guardian liked it. IGN loved it. Is there anything that IGN hates? I don't know IGN well enough to even have a joke response. <laughs> I just always seeing them. I mean, Look, I'm okay with that. I mean, if you're going to be a golden retriever, be a golden retriever. Yeah. You know, I would rather you be a golden retriever than a hateful one. Yeah. Than, than a hateful retriever. <laughs> hateful retriever. <laughs> Oh, it's hateful retriever. I, I, I would rather oh. you be a golden retriever than a bleak retriever. Bleak. <laughs> That's totally. Uh, the retriever walks in smoking a cigarette, saying <laughs> life is pain, and then brings you a loaf of bread because it's a French joke. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, they, they said that it was the second best tenant story. Yeah. Which, yeah. Yeah. I don't know what I would say that my favorite tenant is because honestly, this might be it. Yeah, it's hard to say. Uh, the doctor's wife, the doctor's daughter. Um, yeah. Tennant had good ones. He did. Tennant had good stories, and his bad ones were middling. Yeah, I think. I think he only ever got down to middling. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I think the lowest point is one that's not even that bad. It's just kind of blah. It's forty-two. 
Purdue just the one that takes place in real time with a spaceship crashing into the sun. Oh, yeah, that was really forgettable. The resolution to it is interesting, mm-hmm. but it's really eh. Yeah. What they wanted to do with it, the reason that it's called 42, actually, mm-hmm. is two things. First, it's a reverse of 24. You know that TV show 24? Oh, because yeah. Because it takes place in real time, and mm-hmm. the episode is 42 minutes long. Lols. Um... But that doesn't really come across very well. No. <laughs> so, eh. eh. MASH did a more convincing real-time episode. Oh, I forgot they about that. They put a timer MASH. in the corner. Yeah, they did put the because timer in the corner. Because it is a, it, they, the process that they have to do is they're going to lose the patient if they don't do, deal with it in X amount of time. So they put a timer in the corner. Wow. That's actually a pretty clever thing. Yeah, actually, I, I note that I just kind of spoke dismissively of MASH, but no, I shouldn't because... It's only one of the greatest TV shows of all time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can't even classify it as a sitcom, honestly. No, it's a... The it's, first three seasons were sitcom seasons. But right. after that, it, it turns into in. TV drama yeah. with jokes. No, I would agree with that. But, uh, yeah, I Also mean, has good Halloween episodes. You know, I, don't, I don't think I've seen those. They're not common, but they're like, you know, ghost stories kind of things. Like... Um, what kind of, like a, like there, there's an episode where the whole thing is that they're telling each other ghost stories during during okay. an operating session. That's an interesting premise. And it's it's not quite an anthology episode where it tells a bunch of stories, but it's 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 interesting. I'm a sucker for Halloween episodes of TV shows. Even like that was the dishwasher. Um, it was not Linda Blair. <laughs> um, yeah, the dishwasher was running while we record. Um, uh, I'm a sucker for TV for Halloween episodes of things, mm-hmm. and I enjoy seeing the ways that different TV shows will work Halloween into whatever their thing is. Right, like even the Home Improvement Halloween episodes were always great. Oh, uh, you know that's the home second in- that's the second time that you've brought that up. Like Home Improvement is starting to to necromance its way. Home Improvement was my first sitcom. Oh, I did not know that. It was the first TV show that I was conscious of, like, following character progression and stuff. Oh, okay. Um, All right. Dishwasher's going again. That dishwasher's... We may have ill-timed this. (laughs) It's fine. Um, Linda Blair. um, But also, like, the Brooklyn Nine-Nine Halloween episodes are really good. Yeah, those are fun. um, Because they are both Halloween episodes and heist stories. Yeah. They are. Which are really fun. I hope they do another one this year. I would like to see where they go with it. Because their last one was a reasonable conclusion to what was set up in the first two. And I hope that they do a fourth one, basically. I Um, mean, Brooklyn Nine-Nine just needs to continue anyway, as far as I'm concerned. Brooklyn Nine-Nine is... Brooklyn Nine-Nine and Bob's Burgers, I think, are my two favorite shows that are currently airing. I I would agree with that. I mean... Um, They have eclipsed even House of Cards. Wow. I mean, it's it's legit, though. Because, like, whenever... I can reliably go to Andre Brower terry cruz and all of bob's burgers to just cheer me up when i'm feeling very very low uh Um, yeah i check something real quick how dare you how dare i do i need to pause the timer no okay we're good all right we have not lost everything we've recorded so far (laughs) yay (laughs) the benefit of limiting ourselves to about half an hour is that at worst if we lose everything we've recorded it's a much easier thing to recover it right to be clear we lost an entire hour and a half episode once and that was so good It was, it was a really so good one. We good. lost some really good stuff. It was uh, it was the Dominators. We recorded the Dominators and then lost it. Oh, and let us not forget the Paul McGann one. Yep. <laughs> yeah. With the missioner. With the missioner. Where uh. we created a character who now comes up often in our conversations <laughs> called the missioner. And his origin is forever lost. Yeah. <laughs> And we're not going to explain it again. No. <laughs> that, would, that would be too, too sensible. Other Halloween things. 
Yeah. We're going to have another episode before Halloween. Okay. If the timing is correct or for at Halloween. So I think we'll do a more focused. Yeah. More focused. Stuff spoopy talk. stuff. Talk. On um, there. Yeah. But. Yeah. But yeah, this is sort of like a format change episode to sort of get people to used to the idea that we're just going to be talking at each other instead yeah. of doing the free, the, 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 the structure stuff. Yeah. So this will be... And we'll never stop talking about Doctor Who because it's us. Well, yeah. It works into every, every conversation. conversation. Um, <laughs> so... But yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So yeah, expect more of this. Yep. A um, little looser. Yep. We'll see if people I'd... aren't too heartbroken. Yeah, if people aren't too, aren't so terribly heartbroken, we'll we'll keep going. And if people are heartbroken, don't worry about it. Ask for a refund. <laughs> po- podcasts are free. Uh, podcasts? Podcasts are free, guys. We watched the Ghostbusters extended edition yesterday, and it was a, so good. It's even better than the theater version, and I loved the theater version. It was so good. Um, it's actually a stronger narrative yeah. because some of the overplot is explained better, and the character of Aaron has a better arc. Yeah, I was about to say I feel much more connected to Aaron now. Yeah, yeah. My problem with one of my problems, and I loved the theater version. Yeah, it was good. But one of my problems with it was that they tried to kind of play Aaron as the straight man, but also she was a joke and it just felt like there wasn't enough of her right. to merit her being a main character. Right. But there's more to it. There, the, the, She gets two subplots. Mm-hmm. Um, one is that she keeps picking up things she should not, <laughs> which is there a little bit. Everything in the extended version is in the theater version. Right. There's just more of it. Yeah, much more of it. Um, Kind of like the rule of threes joke. The problem yeah. is in the theater cut, you get two. Two. Right. And the theater one adds that third one. Often it adds the first one, but right. so that they are more entertaining. Yeah. Um, and it adds a, a, a gentleman in two of them, actually, um, that she has interactions with that make her character more interesting. Yeah. Yeah. She is much more believably academic. Like she. Yeah. Uh, she doesn't just seem like she's crazy. Right. Right. She is very socially awkward and really wanting to, to do the thing I, very it, well. In in the theater cut, she tells her story about why why people called her ghost girl. And it really resonates. Kristen Wiig really sells it. Yeah. But it feels like it's strange. Right. Because she's a silly character and this is coming out of nowhere. Right. Um, but when you get more of her character, it feels less like she's silly and more like she's earnest. Yeah. Like she just honestly wants to do well. Yeah. And it keeps getting thwarted. Right. Right. And that little bit of exposition about the barrier was pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> we won't ruin that, but you should yeah, watch it. That's good. It's um, so good. Also watch the gag reels. Always. Podcats. 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 Sigourney Weaver in the gag reel made my week. <laughs> she has such I a love Sigourney human. Weaver in the movie. She has my favorite cameo in the movie. She's great. <laughs> She's just great. <laughs> yeah. She's super great. Yeah. Uh, people who didn't like that movie, I would like to hear your reasons as long as they're not being sexist. <laughs> Good luck. Uh, no, I... We have yet to get any response to this podcast. I'm, you know... Oh, so you're just inviting the Ghostbusters people in. <laughs> you know what? You know what? My favorite new genre of movie is MRA horror. Yeah. Movies that make men's rights people angry yeah. are kind of my jam. <laughs> I mean, it's fun. So if you have opinions about Ghostbusters, Fury Road... <laughs> <laughs> Or, uh, let's see, what's Mad the other Max, one? answer the call. <laughs> yes, Mad Max, answer the call. <laughs> well, that's a fascinating crossover. <laughs> right? What is it? Oh, and Star Wars. Uh, Star Wars, yeah. That's the, that's the other big one. Yeah, for, so Force Awakens, Fury Road, Ghostbusters. 
Uh, Ghostbusters, The Road Awakens. Yeah. Uh, please. Ghostbusters, Episode 4, The Fury <laughs> Road Awakens. The Fury Road Awakens. So, yeah, go ahead and uh, let us know. Yeah. And with that, that. we have, <laughs> we're both staring at the timer. Just, uh. With that, that's going to be where we end for the day. While we both still have some energy left, we're not going to kill ourselves doing this, ideally. We're not going to kill ourselves for you, John. I'm sorry. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so that's going to be it for this week. Okay. I'm just going to keep talking over the dishwasher. Just talk over the um, dishwasher. It's fine. I'm Ethan Gibney. I and think I'm... my mouth is mostly recovered from being burned by the tea before we started recording. <laughs> that's Because fun fact, you should wait for the tea to cool before you drink it. And there was not enough milk in it to cool it. No. Um, that guy over there, who's he? Uh, I'm Jeffrey Davis, and I'm going to resume completely losing my mind while uh, tippity-tappity-riddity-riddity-riddity-riddity-riddity-riddity-riddity-riddity-riddity-riddity-riddity-riddity-riddity-riddity-riddity-riddity-riddity-riddity-riddity-riddity-riddity-riddity-riddity-